Hey, up everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of Yorkshire Gamers Eat Big War Games podcast. And this is our sort of side podcast, if you like, with a podcast within a podcast. Uh, this is Brews in the Binyard, uh, my uh, twice lily chat with uh, the wonderful Sean Clark from God's Own Scale and Alex Sutheran from Storm of Steel. And uh, this is our summer special. Uh, so uh, we'll be looking forward to that and uh, the chat in a couple of minutes. Uh, if you are after some serious wargaming discussion and um, whether it's better to use an early Crusader army or a uh, later Byzantine army in your next competition, this may be the wrong podcast. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, so, uh, before we get down to the uh, interview, as always, a little bit of housekeeping. And uh, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with uh, the, the legend that is Henry Hyde on his Battle Games uh podcast uh, last night it was and uh, great chat with Henry real fun uh, really enjoyed it and he's going to have that out in the next few days for his Patreons uh, so uh, if you're not already support our Henry with uh, a price of a cup of coffee every every month uh, to uh, keep him keep the lights on down there at the Loftwaffer um, so uh, look forward to that and uh, in terms of Yorkshire Gamer, uh, if you want to keep up to date with uh, the things that I'm doing in the hobby, then uh, I can point you towards the YouTube uh, channel, the Yorkshire Gamer YouTube channel. And on there, I do a monthly update, which covers all the things that I've painted and bought, a little bit of hobby chat, etc. And uh, lots of people enjoy that. So that's a good place to catch up with all things Yorkshire Gamer. And... To add to the media empire, um, I've started a Facebook group, uh, Yorkshire Gamers, a re- big war games group. And I've already got a Facebook page, but it's um, something that other people couldn't post to. Um, so if you're into big war gaming or you're just into war gaming in general and want to join in, uh, please join the uh, Facebook group. Just search for Yorkshire with an A and you will find it. Uh, there's three questions to answer at the start of uh, your process. And uh, one is obviously, what is your favourite podcast? Which just goes without saying, obviously. And uh, God's own scale. And um, then uh, Bradford City or Leeds United. Well, you all know the answer to that question. And then finally, uh, my favourite interview question of all time, which is, if you were a vegetable, what vegetable would you be and why? So I look forward to seeing your answers on there. We're up to 109 members already after a, only a week and uh, some uh, great posts coming on there already. So please come down and uh, join us. So just before we uh, put the episode on, this is Brews in the Binyard and uh, it's uh, quite freeform and we go off on all sorts of tangents. A little bit of a a warning, there's a bit of mild swearing in there, Um, nothing over the top or anything like that, but this is more of a adult episode, if you like. And uh, once again, uh, as with the previous episode, uh, we chatted for nearly four hours. Uh, so I've broken it down into two parts. Uh, and during the breakdown, um, we uh, had some technical issues. And there was quite there was some quite funny bits in between um, things going wrong and us starting recording officially. So I've left those in. Uh, I find them funny. 
hopefully you do as well. Um, so there we go. Uh, without further ado, here's an interview. We're back in our little bread carrier amongst the waste to chat all things wargaming. We've got a full house tonight, so let me introduce the act you've known for all these years. It's Yorkshire Gamers Lonely Wargames Band. Over by the discarded used nappies from number 17, slightly obscured by the swarm of flies, is the one and only High Priest of the Broad Church of Wargaming. The man with the ear of the big guy when it comes to the best scale. My guest has been giving it big whilst going small. You know him as the host of the long-running, award-nominated podcast, God's Own Scale. But we know him as the person with the worst score ever on the Yorkshire game. <laughs> Apart from that, he's a good lad. In fact, if he was from Yorkshire, he'd be perfect. Welcome, Sean Clark of God's Own Scale. I don't, I don't quite know how to react to that. I was just hoping you were going to clean up a bit, to be honest, because it's a right mess in this vineyard. I'm used yeah. to finer things over this side of the Pennines. Well, you, you've got flies and dirty nappies today. Uh, so let's have a look and see what our other guest has got on his side of the vineyard. So over at number 23, they've had their bathroom suite replaced and there's an old avocado-coloured toilet in the vineyard. And my next guest is perched on his throne with his own chain of command. He is the king of YouTubes. Disguising the smells of the surrounding bins with his newly released Storm of Steel aftershave, Hendo's Poor Hom. My guest has recently discovered that Lardy... O Group isn't his long-lost Irish relatives, but it's in fact his new favourite set of rules. He continues to churn out quality videos week after week on his award-winning channel, and it's the best thing to come out of Rotherham since the road to Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, welcome our favourite YouTuber, Alex from Storm of Steel. Welcome, Alex. Thank you very much, Ken. What an introduction again. I lost for words, literally lost for words. He's, How do you follow you, something like that up? How, how have you just ad-libbed that? No, no, no. <laughs> It's gone away to a co-writer, and uh, I'm surprised. Got, I didn't know you could read. I've got Hollywood. Well, I, I can't. All right. I, I can't. It's, I have somebody to type it out for me, and, and there's somebody like signing it to me in the corner, and I'm just, I'm just talking. None of this is me. I've, I've got a clue what I'm doing. Anyway, so finally, if you're here for the other guys and you've accidentally stumbled on this podcast whilst looking for the Batlian District Amateur Catholic Canal Widening Club Summer Jamboree <laughs> Report. My name's Ken, and I am the Yorkshire Gamer. Since we last spoke, there's a space next to the dictionary I won for my school woodwork prize in 1982 for my Little Caesars TV award. There's still space. It hasn't arrived. <laughs> <laughs> So, before we go anywhere, before we go anywhere, we need to mourn a sad loss for the wargaming hobby. Um, and I want you to uh, put your best solemn faces on here, because we've seen one of the true, true heroes of our hobby pass away. Mr. Bob Point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
thought for a second. Uh, do you know, I thought you were serious for a moment then. <laughs> yeah, I thought you, you were serious. I did. So I thought if I missed something. <laughs> so, Alex, uh, sorry, not Alex. Sean, tell us what happened, mate. What happened to Bob? <laughs> well, he was getting on a bit. He, yeah. he, Bob, Bob was born at a very young age. Um, and... <laughs> And uh, I think he'd outstayed his welcome, to be honest. He's a bit of a womanizer. Oh, uh, he, he, li- he liked a bit of the pop. Uh, and I think things just caught up with him, to be honest. Oh, that's, that's or somebody's husband caught up with him. <laughs> well, rest that's in peace, Bob. Shame. Rest in peace. Rest in, peace. rest in peace. My YouTube analytics say that my um, audience is 100% male and that nobody under the age of 35 listens. <laughs> Mine's about the same as well, I think. Yeah. So, so when I when when I uh, when I say ladies and gentlemen on this podcast, I am actually lying because (laughs) it's just blokes listening. Blokes of a certain age, and also, so that really ties into that point, doesn't it? That Little Wars brought up probably last year or the year before now about the grain of the hobby. Uh, My analytics say exactly the same on God's own scale. And Alex, I think you've just confirmed that. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same as. Have you not got uh, like um, an Alex Southern ladies fan club? Uh, not Me? looking like this, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was the number one <laughs> yeah, member. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sean's the only member. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he throws, I, throws his knickers at me every time I see him. Uh, see, I, I only got into this podcasting thing for the birds. I, I didn't realise that. Yeah. It was just, you know, old blokes talking about toy soldiers. It's pretty crap, isn't it? Crap, isn't it? So, for the, um, for the uninitiated, then, Bob Point was your nom de plume, Sean, it, it? was It was my nom de plume for a long time. Uh, by mistake, really. Uh, it was a bit of a nickname from, from a, a very old role-playing game that I played back in the 80s, um, Call of Cthulhu. Um and classic, classic. I, I had a I had a character called Bob, um, who had been captured by. <laughs> do you want to hear this? Well, you get yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> He'd been captured by some cultists who got so, uh, what? Uh, cultists <laughs> with a T, a T, and an L, and an L. <laughs> uh, who got a, a a lair beneath Buckingham Palace, um, and they lowered me into a vat of acid. In their in their lair, and the grandmaster of, of this uh, this lodge or cultist uh, basically said to me, "What is your boiling point, Bob?" I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not a scientist, but uh, ever since then, I was called Boiling Point Bob by the group, and then it sort of transferred into Bob. It's a very boring story. Do you want to move on? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I thought he was a Civil War general, an American really? Civil War general. Yeah, because, you know, like uh, the Little Wars guys, when they're on Facebook, most of them are, uh, uh, I'll not reveal their their uh, their other names if they don't want me to, but there's a couple of them who are Civil War generals on Facebook, what? and I thought yours was as well. I, I never bothered looking it up to affirm it. So I, I just, oh, you yeah, couldn't be asked, could you? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't be that's an interesting one, though, because I, I only relatively recently found out about that, about the Little Wars guys on Facebook. 
and I, I won't reveal yeah. the names, but um, I, I kind of wish I'd kept Bob Point going now because I'd have been in with the cool kids of Little Wars TV. Instead, they, now I'm. Are these are these are these like ghost accounts that they slag everyone else off on? Pretty much, yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it's a torrent of filth, in fact. <laughs> Is it? I, I, yeah, I'm surprised they haven't been banned off Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Greg. <laughs> and Tom, both of you. Uh, that's disgraceful. Absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. So we shall try and put some semblance of um, order into the podcast during <laughs> yeah, the right. evening. But why break the is... habit of a lifetime? <laughs> exactly. As this is the the, the fourth uh, episode of Bruce in the Binyard, uh, Sean's uh, Sean's Sean did. T- we we split the first one in half, didn't we? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. work out the numbers then. Yeah, because you two were talking and talking everything. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, coming on a podcast and talking. I know, what's geez. that about? I never catch up. Two never hours had... of silence. That's what yeah. I like when I listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward try, silence as well. Not just down. silence. Awkward silence. <laughs> try and keep them down to 30 minutes. And it just it never happens. It never well, we're, happens. we're already 50, 50 minutes into it now. I know. Well, it feels like because <laughs> we, um, I think we did nearly four hours last time, um, and the four hours the, of my life I'm never getting back. Yeah, the last, the last one I did with um, Steve and Martin from PCP, um, that was another four-hour special. Um, very interesting. Very good fun, fun that one. Um, so um, we we shall um, we shall chat about our. Uh, your uh, respective uh, channels and uh, podcasts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, Alex, you are in the middle of an eight thousand sub giveaway. Uh, what yes. You, what are you giving away? And is it is it true that it is a free uh, Henderson's relish for a year? It is if you win, Ken. Okay, excellent. <laughs> but excellent. everybody else will get something different. Uh, <laughs> something <yeah>. useful. Yes. <laughs> I just I just checked my stats before I came on here, and uh, I'm 16 off 8,000 subscribers. Wow. Uh, wow. So tomorrow's my birthday, and I'm hoping that I'll hit it tomorrow, Ooh. just for my birthday. That would be nice. Uh, the rate it's going, I think it'll probably be Friday. But, yeah, I've got a, uh, a competition going. I usually do it when I get to a nice big round number. I did it for 5,000. I'm doing it now for 8,000. I was going to do it for 7,500, but I think I was away somewhere, so I missed it. Uh, but I, I, uh, it's just a good basically go over to the channel you, by the time this comes out it's probably going to be too late though cause... <laughs> uh, well okay. I'm hoping I'm hoping if it's if it's relatively clean um, that I can get it out on Friday okay well uh, you may have they may have missed it by the time it comes out even then I don't know uh, I'm hoping that they've missed it should I say uh, but yeah basically I've got a lot of uh, Storm of Steel dice that I got printed so they've got Storm of Steel on the 6, uh, and uh, Storm of Steel logo, and I'm also giving away a cup as well, a mug with Storm of Steel logo on it. So uh, whoever wins, uh, basically all you have to do is just go onto the video, uh, just say something, share the video somewhere, and I'll put you into a prize drawer and, and pull the name out. And then, as I say, fingers crossed this weekend, I'll be able to have... Um, to be able to, to announce it. I mean, you know, if, if this does go out on Friday and people are listening, then... Check it out. If I've hit eight thousand by that point, I'll stop the thing. But I might not have anyway, so I'll do check it out. 
Excellent. Have you got um, Have you got Yorkshire Gamer or God's Own Scale on the one? Um. <laughs> uh, I wish you'd thought of it now. Don't you can yeah, see? Yeah, I wish I had now. Yeah. <laughs> God's Own Scale is on the one, and Yorkshire Gamer is on the two. Oh, that's only because I'm on your podcast, Ken. That's fair enough. Because yeah, oh, right, Sean, okay. Sean won't have me back on his podcast, so that's <laughs> why you score higher. Well, well, I've never had Ken on. I, I, yeah, I'll just, talk, I'll just talk about big figures and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it intimidates me. Talk, talk, talking of which, somebody contacted me. Talking about me. size. Yeah, somebody, somebody contacted me and they were going to make um, a figure, um, a Yorkshire Gamer figure. So, um, for you know, as a reporter for for uh, for a range, um, and I went back to them and suggested that they did three figures, one for each of us, and I've never heard of from them since. <laughs> Put them right off. <laughs> you so killed that. Fuck yeah, I'm, not do, I'm not doing them two as well. <laughs> it could have done me in six mil, Alex in fifteen, and you in twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, that'd have been perfect. That'd have been brilliant. If there's any sculptors out there interested, get in touch with uh, Ken at yorkshiregamer.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Alex is the one with the shop. He's the one with the uh, media empire. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't think it's a media empire. <laughs> Storm of Steel miniatures. <laughs> I was just thinking then, so Alex. Alex, I was just thinking then back to when you did come on the podcast yeah. uh, that you were talking about uh, a friend of yours that had set up a YouTube channel and thought this by this time next year I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, um, three year And I can't remember so. how many subscriptions you had at that point, but I do like to think I did. I've contributed in some small way to the success of. Oh, uh, yeah. Storm I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly sure if I if I tracked it back, I think I probably had about 200 subscribers at that point. And uh, look where you are now, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got to be. It's it's. I will if I look at it. The, You'll just see a line going straight up after the, that appearance. After that was, uh, you know, literally a, a, a vertical line uh, from that point up. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, th- I, th- I think we should be like one of those um, rock bands that share the um, <laughs> revenue equally, regardless of who writes all the songs. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to have my uh, my five p royalties from uh, from my advertising. Yeah, you're more than welcome to it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I've I've monetized my YouTube because um, they were going. They do it anyway, don't they? Yeah, they, they, they do. Put yeah, chat, yeah, yeah. It, so I thought, right, well, I may as well have the money. It's typical Yorkshire, and um, <laughs> the um, you don't get a lot, do you? Uh, not really. It kind of depends where you put the adverts. Oh, put the flag. Uh, without me going flag. on too. Yeah, I can see Yorkshire flag. <laughs> uh, without going on too much about adverse on YouTube, but yeah, you, uh, if you put them mid uh, in the middle of the the, the the video, you get more pay per click than you do at the beginning or the end. Oh uh, right, yeah. So you can you can make them yeah. skippable or non skippable. You can put uh, banners up and things. Who would so, who would watch it at the end? Exactly. By that time, most people are turned off anyway, so you just yeah. don't get a much a much money from. Oh, well, because... I, I, yeah, I think with this one, most people have gone. So we could we could talk about anything now, can't we? <laughs> Alex, uh, just a, as a point of interest, this is a bit spooky, but um, your episode on God's Own Scale released two years ago this very day. 
Really? Yeah, wow. 13th of July, 2020. Uh, 886 downloads. So there you go. Nice. Of your oh. subscribers, I think every one of those will have subscribed after listening <laughs> <laughs> to God's Absolutely, Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that ch- that check for 12 pence can come my way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it out now. Yeah. What's, hap- what's happening in the world of um, God's own scale then, Sean? We had a flurry of activity. A, f- a flurry of activity? Now- yeah, yeah. Uh, so you you were putting them out that quick at one point. I missed two. <laughs> it's like, I got three. I got three out very I, quickly. I haven't listened to any of them since mine. <laughs> None of them worth listening to, mate. To be honest. Um, God's own scale. Yes. So there was a flurry of activity in what was to be the build-up towards the Joy of Six. Uh, which was going to be this sort of culmination of a, a lot of effort and work and uh, putting a game on on the Saturday before the Joy of Six uh, and having some content uh, or creating some content at the show. And there was lots of plans and ideas. And then two things happened. One, um, some circumstances at work changed, which meant I was very highly likely to have to work on the Saturday before the Joy of Six. Which is when we were supposed to have this. That, by the way, that, uh, well, thank you very much. I, I, I don't know if, if it's uh, a good thing or a curse, curse, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, less said about that. But let's just say my circumstances at work have changed, uh, and the game that should have been the Clash of Titans, which was you two against two guys from Little Wars TV, uh, wasn't going to happen. And then, in any case, I caught COVID, as did the whole family. So um, for the last week and a half, the house has been riddled with the dreaded uh, COVID-19, and it's rather dried up production. um, And all that content that I was hoping to create. It's probably not much help, Sean, but everybody I did talk to at Joy of Six said that you were were absolutely missed, and... You should have been there. So, unfortunately, you couldn't make it. But you were. Uh, uh, do you know what this is? This is going. This is going to sound. This. <laughs> this is going to sound a bit odd. Uh, but I think there's at least three videos that have gone up. Yours, your uh, video of the day, uh, Bigly. Mm-hmm. Uh, his video of the day and the Little Wars TV video. I can't watch any of them yet. <laughs> it hurts that much that I wasn't there. I can't watch any of it. <laughs> Because I put such a lot of effort into sorting that game out for us on the Saturday. Mm. Um, And and then I've been looking forward, because ever since God's Own Scale's been around, uh, there's been no Joy 6 um, because of the pandemic. So it was going to be the first uh, live Joy 6 where uh, I was going to be able to go. Um, Anyway, um, yes, so... Uh, just a little bit of a hiatus on on the podcast at the moment, just whilst I try and regroup and gather my thoughts and think about uh, where to go with it. But uh, do bits of hobby in the background and uh, 15 mils, the new 6 mil, uh, apparently. Oh, good. Very good. Been painting, very good. Painting quite a bit of uh, 15 mil. Uh, Mexican Revolution with the, of course. <laughs> those, well, those two famous generals. Coming up soon, we've got the me, me and Alex are going down the pub, and Sean's going to talk to you for an hour about the uh, Mexican Revolution. So uh, look forward to that, listeners. <laughs> well, I tell you, what, it's uh, listen. It, I could open your eyes. 
<laughs> I can open Put your time eyes. stamping, Ken, so people can skip forward. <laughs> <laughs> to the world yeah. of those two famous generals that I can never remember. <laughs> you did remember the second one after about an hour. Oh, I think it was about three months, wasn't it, later? <laughs> Emiliano Zapata and Pancho Villa. There you go. I'm sure I'm sure I've seen a couple of articles in the magazines about the Mexican Revolution since. Well, there's been a uh, a rule set published uh, through I think it's through Partisan Press, uh, La Cucaracha. All oh, um, right. But uh we I've got the uh, Peter Pig set uh, fighting for Mexico and the, the Peter Pig figures so uh, painting those up. Is the um, Peter Pig one is it on a grid or is it uh, and one of the uh, non-gridded ones. No, it's a, it's a grid. Every yeah. game they do at the moment's grid based. So um, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's it's a good game. It's got trains. It's got cavalry charges. It's got uh, it's it's released a very nice range of Mexican style buildings for it. Uh, it's a massive range actually in fifteen mil. Um, really comprehensive, including the Americans as well. So one of those wars I've never really paid attention to. Mate, yes, I knew yeah. nothing about it until Peter Pig uh, started developing the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, I can tell you it lasted for 10 years. Good. Yeah, that's that's one the, more fact than we had last time. <laughs> there was loads of battles and everyone died. So, Excellent. Yeah, what more do you want? Is that, is that the Alamo? Is that part of that? <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> the Alamo. <laughs> I know you're more worldly wise than that, Kenneth. I don't know anything, mate. I don't know anything. I just, I just make it all up as I go along. Right. It's not from Yorkshire, it's shite. Yeah, exactly. Mexico. Is, it Revolution? is, no. is that near Barnsley? Because if it isn't, it can do one. <laughs> Mexico is a nightclub we used to have in Rotherham in the 80s. Oh. You said Mexican restaurants were quite big for a while, weren't they? Uh, they still are. We've got one in my local town. Yeah, they still are. They're very nice. Um, that might be called La Cucaracha, actually. <laughs> Is that the only Mexican-Spanish word that people know, I wonder? I don't know what it means. I sang the, the song at school. It means the cockroach. remember the song? Did you go to yeah, school in Mexico? <laughs> it means cockroach. Now, <laughs> Cockroach, there you go. Now, oddly, oddly, a family friend of ours was um, uh, uh, illegally crossed the border from Mexico into, uh, or tried to illegally cross the border from Mexico into the States and got locked up in a Mexican jail for five weeks. Nice. Yeah. Was that just to save money or... (laughs) Were they they carrying something um, in a Kinder Egg somewhere? No, no, it's to do with some Egyptian silk uh, that was being transported. And that's not a euphemism. Is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put what you think Egyptian silk is in, in, in the comment section. Welcome to Yorkshire's Premier War Gaming Podcast. <laughs> Excellence in podcasting since 2020. Yeah, there's one Where thing the this show... anything do- but war gaming. <laughs> It's one thing that the show does do. It just goes off everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, if, I think that's what people actually tune in for. They don't give a, a monkeys about the actual <laughs> wargaming. 
I mean, we got we got on to what did we get on to last time? Jazz, jazz's background music for wargaming videos. <laughs> Where did that come from? I uh, I'm very into I'm very into period <laughs> Mexican music at the moment. <laughs> uh, just as the background for my painting. Oh yeah, I don't I don't know if you find this whether you know, I know some people like listening to rock or whatever. But uh, whatever period I'm painting, I like to have some music on in the background that is relevant to that period. And there's some very good, uh, if you put into YouTube, um, period uh, Mexican music or traditional Mexican music. Right. Open your eyes, that would. Uh, It probably would. (laughs) Probably would. Uh, Right. Uh, <clears throat> Alex, what's happening with Storm of Steel? Quick. <laughs> uh, still making videos, Ken. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were, you were, you were, there was some semblance of organization last time I looked. You were, you were like planning stuff out and being organized and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is, I've got a load of videos backed up, you see, because I've, I usually make a couple of videos back to back. So I've got quite a lot of them. Uh, and I try to release one video a week, at least. Uh, mm. Like this week ends up being about five because lots of things happened. Mm. Uh, but I've ended up with like like battle reports, you know, that I filmed back in February, and um, I've kind of just got them. They, they just sat there on on YouTube, just waiting to be released. So what I thought I'd do is, uh, I'm kind of trying to drive my Patreon a little bit more, and I thought to give people something to look forward to. I'll do a schedule each month of what's coming so that everyone knows what to expect because otherwise it felt a little bit like it was like a scattergun approach where I was just chucking videos out and nobody had no idea what it was. And then, you know, Friday I'd just put a video out. It could be anything. Whereas uh, I'm just going to try to to make it a little bit more schedule. And uh, for people who are Patreons, they can get the uh, ad-free and early access and they'll get that on a Monday and then the video will go out on a Friday for the public. Uh, so that's a little bit of a bonus because I'm trying to work out what to do for Patreons because it's always, I always feel it's a little bit, I think you've said it before in the past, haven't you, Sean? There's a little bit of pressure when people are kind of paying you a bit for a, for a service. You feel like you have to provide a service and you have to do something different. Uh, but then Henry uh, Hyde said that, that it's not really about that. He said they're just paying you for you because they like you. Mm. And you kind of, I think I fall somewhere between the two stools, really, but I felt like I should I should do something. I should just make it a little bit more, um, yeah, a little bit more uh, almost grown up. And I saw that a couple of other channels were doing it. I know the Plastic Crack podcast, they, they'd got like a schedule of who was coming on. The the guys from Modeling for Advantage, they'd, they'd done the same. They'd, you know, because they were doing live streams and stuff and they were saying when they were doing them and things. And I just thought, oh, okay, that's quite a good idea because at least you can look down it and go, right, okay, on that date, there'll be a video out that I'm interested in or something. Does it restrict you? Does it restrict you then to that schedule, or can you, are you just no. gonna drop a bomb halfway through and go? Here's my <laughs> review of the latest. Um, what are they called the new contrast paints? The contrast paints. See, paint. I know yeah. what's happening <laughs> in the hobby. I know. <laughs> this is a new section. Uh, no, because like today, uh, was it today? Today or yesterday? Today. It must have been today. Uh, I put out a video for the new war bases excuse me printed bases that they've got coming out and they only sent me those on monday so mm. i did a quick review of them uh because they said they're releasing them this friday uh and they said they wanted a review to, to be tied in with 
the release. So I said, all right, I'll do a review for you, you know, and I'll put that out. And that. So I'm still doing bonus videos. I'm still doing live streams, trying to do those as much as possible on a Tuesday night. I'm still doing the, the hobby updates on a Sunday, just of like, you know, a week and things. And as I said, this week has been a bit crazy. I was, it was going to be the 2D6 Wargaming review, because Robert over at... Uh, Have you got them effing emu things? Yes, you give me a box of the emu stuff. <laughs> I'm, shake, I'm shaking my head. I know it's an audio podcast, but you can hear me shaking my head. <laughs> are they six mil? Six, six they mil six emus? Mil. Yeah, yeah. They look great, actually. <laughs> I've had to talk that. about Turnip 28 with Steve for an episode, and I've got bloody six mil <laughs> emus. emus. It's supposed to be a serious 28 mil big game podcast. <laughs> It's a historical but, yeah, period, it's, the Emu Wars is. It's, it's, it's not it's just something is, he's yeah. made up. Yeah, yeah. Real, it's a real war. You're, you're pulling me legs, lads. You really are. Oh, yeah. Emus with helmets and machine guns running around well, no, that, Australia be... killing people. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't notice that. <laughs> I thought you were a serious historian, Ken. I thought yeah. you'd know about the Emu Wars. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it's a thing. There's a bloke round the corner. There's a bloke round the corner who's got who's got um, what they called llamas. And every, there's some up in uh, North Yorkshire as well. Well, in Cumbria, uh, everyone looks at him farm. like he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> We've got sheep and cows. What? Yeah, the sheep. Yeah, the sheep and the cows been <laughs> listening to some romantic music and. Coming up with an in-between <laughs> breed or something. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen all creatures. Upstairs for thinking. <laughs> yeah. So is that that's what's happening then, Alex? So basically, yes. I'm just trying to uh, make things a little bit more organised. Give it a couple of months, and it'll just collapse. On, on that point, Alex, I think um, it's it's a, a good direction to go, and I think. Being serious for a moment, it sort of it almost professionalizes the process in the fact that you're going to have this planned schedule. Um, and you're right, I feel very much the same when I'm uh, coming up with the podcast ideas that it's a real scattergun approach. And that mm. I approach, I've got people, a, a list of people that I want to speak to. It just depends yeah. who's available. So sometimes it can be, a, I've sort of two people releasing kickstarters back to back and it's not ideal yeah yeah so i think having a, this sort of or at least an attempt at some sort of schedule just gives that gives the viewer that confidence in what's coming i guess yeah that's kind of it really i just thought you know because it like it, you you can then you can pick and choose what you want to watch or you know yeah. you're not just waiting for a video and it and it's not kind of blocking up your uh yeah your viewing time or whatever, if you don't, if you're not interested in it, you know what I mean? Or, or, and also, you know, it, it makes people look forward to something as well. It's something to look forward to. Again, it's, it's not just like a, a random video has just come out. Yeah. You're kind of waiting for it a week before, you know, I think, you know, we, we, it's how people work in it. We're all human. We all, you look forward to things. And, uh, and I just think if, if people know what's coming, I think it will, Obviously, I mean, you know, I'm doing it as well for exposure on my point of view, and 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 to to get the uh, to get the channel bigger as well. So, you know, I'm just going to see how it goes really next couple of months and see yeah. if it is working. But it's, it's no, it's no no uh, 
it's no skin off my nose, really, because I'm going to be putting these videos out anyway. Like I said, I'll just release them as the time comes around. It's, but then I throw in a few reviews here and there, shorter ones in between as well, just as bonus videos. I think I found um, it quite difficult to plan too far ahead um, mm. because I, I'm, I'm, I think you have the same problem as well, Sean. I'd either, you know, I'm not available, we'll organise something, um and somebody will promise to do something and they don't on the night and mm. you, you don't you end up not recording the episode that you thought you were going to record um and i always try and release you know um same at the end of each podcast that my next guest will be um yeah but this i mean it's, it's happened a couple of times where that just hasn't happened well um, i guess in your two cases you're reliant on somebody else aren't you yeah you know what I mean? You, you, that other person has got to be in the room with you at the time, you know, virtually. Whereas I can just Saturday afternoon, I've got nothing on. I'll just record a battle report that'll sit on the waiting list for the next two months. You know what I mean? And uh, it's it's a different it's a different beast, isn't it? Really, the way that you're dealing with things. Yeah, I've I've not I'm not overly keen. <laughs> although I've done a couple of like solo podcasts only like half an hour it's not something i'm particularly keen on i don't know about you sean are you happy just chatting away not really mate no it's um <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, the podcast is about the guests not not about me and you know i've, I've, I've really you know i've really got a lot to say to be honest most of the time <laughs> I'm all right asking the questions, but answering them is uh, yeah. always fine. Yeah, but you both say that. And, uh, the thing is, uh, you know, it's slightly different, but I've noticed my uh, hobby reports, my Sunday, weekly Sunday hobby reports, have been by far the biggest success on the channel, apart from some of the military history videos. Uh, they've got the longest retention. Uh, you know, if you look at the statistics, so people are watching them for longer than everything else. And they get the most views and all it is is just me sitting for 10 15 minutes talking about what i've done in the week and you know that in itself is is a podcast all i'm doing is i'm just showing the stuff you you know if you guys are just describing what you've done it's it's a similar way of doing it and i think and people are interested they're interested in 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 you as presenters they're interested in you as podcasters you know they're interested in you as war gamers. we all are uh, and I see today that um, Big Lee has, has tried it out with his uh, his new direction on his channel as well. And because I was talking to him about Joy Six about it, and I think it is something that people are just very interested in. You know, a hobby update just to to know what you've been doing for the week. Mm. There's a little bit of uh, inspiration for people. Mm. You know what I mean? As much as anything, I don't. You know, I don't want to sound like an idiot when I'm saying inspiration, but I mean it's. It no, is, I know what you, you mean. Know, you, when you when you hear somebody else going on, oh, and this is something I noticed as well, um, when I've ever posted things like work in progress pictures of of things like on Reddit and stuff, it'll get a, a huge amount of uh, of likes and up like upticks and whatever. And then when you put the 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 end product on, it gets about <laughs> half the amount. And I've been trying to work it out, and I think it's something psychological, and it's something about people seeing somebody's journey and enjoying the journey more than the arrival because it feel it makes feels feels more like people are, are then they're not competing against you you know what i mean it's like oh they've finished something i've got to finish something whereas if like like you know the, with the with the hobby updates i'm just talking about the stuff i'm doing 
and it feels like you know then people are coming along with me as well it's like oh you know he's working on that so i'm working on this and i think that's something that could translate quite easily into a podcast world uh, and that's my ted talk yeah well i do the um the monthly updates on the youtube and yeah. um they go down wonders yeah um but sometimes i don't know I, th- I think a weekly would be too Ooh. close together for me because i might do <laughs> i might do nothing <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be every fortnight. Maybe you can even just yeah. talk about stuff that you've seen in the hobby, or you know, even what other people have that, been doing. That'll things, get me into you know. trouble, <laughs> <laughs> as it's we will inter- see later with these these questions. Yeah. It's interesting, <laughs> Alec. It's interesting, Alex. You say that because I've talked, um, I've put the question out to people who listen to God's Own Scale and say, uh, I'm not sure what value the the bit of hobby news I do and then my hobby update, whether whether that's interesting at all or whether I'm just wasting my time, but pretty much overwhelmingly people say they want that staying in very, for, very much for the reasons mm. that you, you say there that it can be inspiration in, in however big or small a way or um, somebody, we all find interest in other people's hobby, don't we? Exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, we, you know, we, we, we're doing a hobby that we enjoy, so you like to see other people doing that hobby that they enjoy as well. Yeah, you know? and you're sharing and it. And seeing so, how they um, do it. No, it's a good yeah. point. It's a good point. Very good. Very good. Right you then. To be we, serious for a moment. We, 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 <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this you have not just changed channels. This is the same <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it was talking about flies and nappies in binyards and... <laughs> Sound the lunacy alarm. (laughs) Some madness. Let's get some madness going. (laughs) So what we'll do is what we'll do is we'll take a a short break um, and uh, we'll come back in a minute and we shall uh, go through other people's room 101 entries and see whether my guests who were the first people to put things in room 101 uh, we'll see what they think of uh, of everyone else's so we'll be back in a second at the screen i did all right didn't didn't respond to him did you i can't fucking type and talk at the same time and i was having a but you could talk because i said we can hear you ah i was having a i was having a computer issue i'm a bit disappointed can you see my name it was coming up as sean twatface there there you go that's a that's what i wanted it to come up as (laughs) anyway it's the the worst thing i could come up with at the moment (laughs) oh What's that? That sounds a bit it's Mexican. A, I was going to say, it's that Mexican it's like still. one of those trumpets. <laughs> that is Mexican party, Mexican <laughs> traditional music, 27. Brilliant. It's it's like um, all you could ever want. What's that? What were them things? The, all you <laughs> now that's what I call music. <laughs> now that's what, that's what I call <laughs> all, all you could ever want. <laughs> all you could ever want, 38. <laughs> Mexican special. Max Bygraves. Like caramba. Like caramba. <laughs> right, so we said, we said what we do is we talk about the other Room 101 entrance and what they've uh, come up with. Um, so, back to your episodes. Um, Sean, you chucked in competition games. Uh, are you still happy with that? Very, very happy with competition games. 
I think they are um, uh, the uh, what's that word? There's a big word, isn't there? Where they're like really bad. Antithesis. Um, Antithesis. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. (laughs) They should be a band. It's the root of all evil. You had a bit of pushback, didn't you, from Mad Axman? (laughs) Tim. Tim Porter. Tim, yeah, because he's big. He's I, I big into his I challenge Tim. He? He, he's massive. He travels all over the world. I don't know how he gets the time to work. He's, he's always in Rome or <laughs> Munich or Rio de Janeiro uh, playing Art de la Guerre or something. So, um, But no, he's, it's uh, it, listen, each to their own. It's just not for me. Mm, yeah, travelling around the world. Travelling down the, around the world. Might be carrying something on them bases, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Is the, I do consider him the international man of mystery of wargaming. Yeah. Tra- European and, and world travel he does just to play with his Numibians. Rome, they, Rome, uh, Rome to Miami, Miami to Bogota, Bogota, Rome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, so any, anybody who might be in law enforcement could be interested in uh, such travel plans. But... Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't be. Take, take a better policeman than me to work it out. <laughs> so competition games, is, is and, and to be fair, nobody's come anywhere close to arguing that it shouldn't stay in there. Um, so we can keep that box well and truly uh, locked, um, along with uh, Hannibal Lecter in the corner. Um, they can share a bottle of Chianti together. Um, so, Alex, you went with... Um, <laughs> maxing out point lists. Um, are you still happy with that? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, points I think... can. Points are pointless. Yeah, exactly. Can I throw a challenge in though to Alex and his uh, dislike of points lists? Uh, well, chain I did, of I command. Did, remember, has... I did. Also, I, I had caveats, if you remember. Right, and was chain of commander cap one of those caveats? It certainly was. No, what I said was I don't like people who min-max uh, point systems. Ah, you did, uh, yeah. you did, you did, yeah. And Fair also, point. the uh, I think the chain of command point system isn't particularly balanced, if you look at it, because it's more of a support option than a than a point system. It's a, it's a, it, you, you wouldn't be able to play a tournament game with it, put it that way, because I don't think Rich sat down and worked out the points value of, of a of a King Tiger versus a, a Churchill, for yeah. example. Yeah. I think they're pretty, you know, they're pretty rough and ready. How you know for how they how he felt for the uh, the size of the uh, the game that you're playing. Whereas, like in uh, Bolt Action, I've looked at the point system in that, and it is so bloody complicated. You need a maths degree to to, to work it out, and yeah. that is for tournament gaming because you know everything. He's on a sliding rule, whereas in Chain of Command, it just isn't. So, yes, I don't Happy mind points. I don't mind points in, in that they, they can create you a nice balanced game. I don't like points where somebody will squeeze out the best uh, best army they can just to win a game. Does that make acceptable. sense? Uh, yeah, acceptable. Yes. I'm yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm 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 just glad that now you've got the cream your caveats have cleared up. <laughs> They're doing well. Very the rare tropical says, disease. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very rare tropical them. disease. <laughs> I got it I got it in Bogota and Rome. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know what your viewing figures are in uh, my, my international travels. <laughs> Did you, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but do you remember? It would have been in the eighties. I think it was some a club from Jersey came over to salute with a, a massive castle uh, for a display game, and uh, they got stopped in customs and. And customs were drilling into the uh, mm. boards, <laughs> and of course, all the white powders coming out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, a few uh, might have been a, a creative way of smuggling in uh, a few kilo <laughs> yeah. of uh, cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, and and of course, they'd be all walking around the table like John Wayne afterwards. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. let's um, just check. Speaking of which, have you seen that new set of Vietnam rules that have come out uh, called Bohica? Bohica, from, yes. Bohica, yeah, yeah. By um, Empress Miniatures. Yeah, yeah. I was quite interested to hear what Bohica me- meant, which uh, was bend over, <laughs> bend here, over it again. Again. here it comes again. <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> Why, why your story reminded me of that, I don't know. Ken, but... No. <laughs> I'll take the rubber gloves off now. There was another one as well from Vietnam about being uh, mushrooms or something, kept in the dark and fed on bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We're seeing, I saw uh, Sean just had a, uh, had a guest, had a special guest there with him that the, uh, the listeners yeah, will she... be able to see. She's yeah, so our, our little puppy, she's just pestering me at the moment. Uh, I'm home alone, so I'm just oh, hoping yeah. she hasn't left me a little friend outside the office. <laughs> 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 but just just for the listeners, in case they notice um, and they hear dogs in the background, um, I'm upstairs in the loft, and it's um, it's like that box on the River Kwai, um, bridge <laughs> on the River Kwai here. So I've got all the windows open so you can hear... Um, the neighbour's dog, and when my dog goes out, he, he's very loud and he barks a lot. Uh, there we go. It's At least about he a billion degrees in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. I'll be sending for drinks. <laughs> so, text, text downstairs. Bring us a drink. Bring us a drink. So, after you two guys opened up the uh, the vault at uh, room one hundred one. And I don't think there'll be too many uh, disagreements with this one. We had Jason uh, Weiser on um, from Miniature Wargame magazine in over in the States, and he stuck rules lawyers in there. Yeah, and I 100%. think we're all yeah, hundred percent. I don't. I don't think anybody could stand up and defend. I mean, that is defending the indefensible, isn't it? A rules lawyer, yeah, unless it's it in the is. rules. <laughs> unless it's in the rules. <laughs> yeah. Is it rules as written or rules as intended? Ooh. That's always a very good, interesting question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. the gloves are out. The gloves are out. I'm on, um, I'm yeah. on several Facebook groups where, um, for example, Kings of War uh, for fantasy. Uh, there's forever posts on on the Facebook group there where they're talking about is this a legal charge or can this spell be cast? Uh, and these these threads just go on and on and on and on, and <laughs> gradually get more vitriolic, and people lose temper with each other. And I'm, I have to I have to mute the conversations. 
<laughs> what I sometimes like in um, it's not I don't see it so much in wargaming, but I, I see it a lot because I'd like Arkham Horror the the living card game, and there's a lot of little rules in that because each card has its own rules, so you know that's how the game is based. But uh, you'll get somebody asking a question about you know how does X work on Y card. You know, it's very specific, and you'll get a lot of people answering it. And you'll always get somebody who'll say, don't forget to do Z as well, and A and B. And It's like they're not asking about that bit. Just stop showing off that you know the rules. <laughs> they're asking about X and Y, and that's it, nothing else. Just shut up. <laughs> that really winds me up. I have to mute those, those threads sometimes because, you know, Obviously, sometimes people are asking questions that you want to know the answer to. So you're, you're scrolling through them and you see that kind of rubbish. But you don't see it so much in Wargaming. But, it, you know, there are people that are out there like that. And, yeah, rules lawyers. Well, I think there's a big there's a big difference between um, UK rules. Uh, and I'm thinking about the lardies and stuff. Um, you know, you're not getting a 300-page rule book from those guys. You're getting a fantastic set of rules, which can be open to interpretation in various areas. Whereas you look back at some of the particularly older American sets like Empire and Command Decision, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, Jesus Christ, it's so hard to read through they because they cover surgery, every single... in. in and you know individual circumstances yeah it's the same with thing wasn't it dba i don't know if you've uh if you've read that i mean that is it's pretty much unreadable because because it was a tournament game the, 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 there's so many caveats as to what you can't do to stop people doing it in tournaments yeah and and, and interpreting the rules in their own way it's like saying you uh, you do this except in this low situation you know it just goes on for one rule it's like one just roll the d6 and get a six uh, did, you mentioned did, didn't somebody but... say it was a new language and they called it Barkerese? <laughs> yes it is it, 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 it. <laughs> for Phil there's, Barker Barkerese. lurking about somewhere on the internet is a is a is a rewritten version of DBA that you can actually read. Oh, <laughs> I can't remember what it is. It's, I think it's called DBA for Dummies or something. It's, it's, you know, it's just the rules, but actually uh. written properly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's funny how you mentioned the the the, the lardies and yeah, I mean their their tagline is "Play the period, not the rules." You know, and these are people that write rules. So if they're saying it, it's like you know, just just keep the game going, play the game, enjoy the game. You know, that's, yeah. that's it's a journey, not the arrival. Yeah. I remember people used to play DBA quite a lot at our club and I just remember it being on like the smallest table mm. and in fact in fact the, the the smallest table we had in the club was too big so they had like a <laughs> had like a tiny little bathroom tile it's two by two uh, foot by two foot isn't it I think in, in its in its uh, entirety the battlefield and it, and it can be a fun game and it and, it, and it's a nice you know it's a nice introduction because you only need 50 or so figures for it. You don't need a huge army, but it's the tournament aspect of it that always ruined it for me. And the, those rules lawyers that ruined the game because they had all the things that they were doing had to be written out of it, you know, which made the, the it, rules in fairness, In fairness to DBA, though, it was... I, I think I was there when, as I'm sure both of you were, it, when it first released, and there was a real energy around that rule set. I think every issue of War Games Illustrated for months after had a variant. So you could mm. play with Napoleonics or you could play with World War II mm. or whatever. Um, and it, it sort of re-energised and the mechanisms within it were really groundbreaking. Com- coming from yeah, the yeah, old 7th yeah, yeah. edition 
sixth edition, seventh edition uh, WRG ancients that then morphed mm. into DBM, obviously afterwards. Um, this this idea of elements as opposed to counting every single figure, one figure yeah. represents thirty three men or whatever. Um, yeah, I agree, and I think that you know rolling the pips, the dice, wasn't it? That yeah. was the other thing as well to activate and stuff. Is, yeah, that was something brand new. And yeah, I mean it's got its place, of course it has. You know, it's it's part of wargaming history. It's just mm. unreadable. <laughs> and there's a really good there's a really good YouTube channel um, from an American guy called I think his name's something like Tony Aguilar something like that. Oh yes, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, he's he's fanatical about DBA. He's, he does live painting sessions almost every day of the week, where he's painting up a new DBA army, uh, and he'll have these mega YouTube videos that last for seven hours, where him and his mate are playing through an entire <laughs> campaign. Like a, a Punic Wars campaign, play six or seven battles mm. uh, over the course of uh, this video, and it's it's just great to. Um, I, I really like it. Actually. Um, Sean, I think your mic's catching on your stubble. <laughs> or is it on the dog? No, the dog's <laughs> at my feet. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry go, on. go on. Go on, go on Ken, you carry on. I was just going to uh, wax lyrical about DBA again. I can't be bothered, to be honest. No, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Heathens. Yeah. Heathens. Yeah. Even, 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 big, even big DBA is like a quarter of our table. No, anyway. <laughs> so, um, next came uh, the lovely Kurt Campbell from uh, Canada, from... Uh, Analog Hobbies Paint Challenge fame. Uh, and his was quite, was quite an interesting one, and that was disinterested wargamers. So you've spent all the time and trouble setting up a game, and then somebody... T- In fact, I think you had this, Sean, not that long ago. Um, you spend a load of time setting a game up, and then somebody just turns up and... I don't like this. I don't like it. Yeah, that, that, was, that was really interesting. Well... I didn't find it interesting at the time. I found it quite annoying. <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> but re- reflecting on it afterwards, um, it, yeah. So I'd set, I'd spent a few weeks pulling together uh, a large game for me. It was still on a six by four can, but it was the entire <laughs> battle <DBA>. of second, <laughs> of second Manassas, and involved, or it was representing, you know, hundred. 50,000 men on the table, uh, there was six players, uh, and we were going to be playing it for two weeks, two club nights consecutively. Um, and the first night didn't go very well for the Confederates. Uh, Second Manassas, uh, for those that don't know much about the American Civil War, is one of the highlights of uh, the Confederate uh, war really, you got the three, the, you got the great triumvirate. Wait, hold of, up, hold up, uh, hold up. Roll back, roll back, point Dexter. There was an American Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> and when did that happen? Look up Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you all you need to know. <laughs> were the Mexicans in it? <laughs> there were, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pancho Villa. At the, at the and Ami- Emilio Red Rodriguez, who plays centre forward. Um, so, second Manassas, you've got the 
the three probably best generals that the Confederacy had. You've got Robert E. Lee, James Longstreet, and Thomas Stonewall Jackson uh, commanding uh, the, the Confederate Army, and who were up against one of the most incompetent Union generals of the war, uh, John Pope. Uh, so the Confederate players, I think, thought they were in for a walk in the park uh, because the ultra-freedom rules cater for the quality of the generals. So uh, Lee, Longstreet and Jackson have characteristics that are superior to that of uh, the Union generals. Um, but it didn't go... How the scenario is written, it sort of balances these things out and it, the first night didn't go very well for the Confederacy. Uh, and there's chuntering. I don't know if either of you have umpired games before mm -hmm. uh, where things aren't yeah, going well recently. for one side and, and you start to hear one or two little comments like, this is silly, this is, and this is impossible, yeah. and we could never achieve the victory conditions and these rules are rubbish and they should do this or that. And then this chuntering got sort of more and more insistent as the night went on to the point where the, the night ended in, in almost silence. Where, where nobody wanted to say anything for fear of uh, an argument breaking out <laughs> and uh, we just drifted away. Um, but I, I was quite upset by it, I have to say, because I'd spent all that day setting the battlefield up, sorting out mm. the figures. I had to put labels on every single base. Uh, I put a lot of effort into it and then it felt like it was for nothing at the end of it. So yeah. it wasn't quite disinterested, although I suspect... Towards the end of the night, they were turning into disinterested players. Mm. Um, but wargaming for me is there's that social contract aspect where I've got to ensure you're enjoying the game as much as you've got to ensure I'm enjoying the game just as much. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean I can't ground you into the dirt and try and beat you <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best way I can um, because you, you want to win. Of course you do. Um, but when people are grumbling about the game and not really taking into consideration the effort that it takes to put it on a big game, and Ken, you'll probably know this far better than me because the size of the games that you put on, um, if, if, if you put on a 12 by six table and you put, I don't know, 50 units aside on and thousands of figures and you've labeled everything up and made sure everything is spot on, ready for the dice to start rolling. And halfway through, somebody's being grumpy uh, because things aren't going the yeah. way. It, it, you know, re, it, it ground my gears, I tell you. It did mm. trigger me a little Thank, bit. Yeah, thankfully, I've never had it, but I can imagine it. It is, you know, you, you like you say, you're putting a lot of effort. And I've umpired several games at the club, uh, and I've umpired them with my friends and things. And you try your best, don't you, to make ensure everybody's having fun, even if yeah. somebody might be getting curb stomped. You know, you, yeah. you mm. kind of swing it a little bit towards their to balance towards it. But yeah, if they, I think if the players are, are getting more and more disinterested, then it's just going to ruin it for the, the players that they're playing against. Cause it's like, well, they think, well, they think what's the point, you know, playing against somebody who's not into it. You know what I mean? And, mm. and it is, I think, yeah, it's probably just bad form. Like you say, it's a social contract, I think. And I think that's a, a good way of describing it. We, you know, when you're playing it, be a, be a good opponent as well as, yeah. you know, a good player. Yeah, I, th I think um, the amount of time that goes into doing big games is is quite time consuming. You know, I can spend sometimes months getting ready for. You know, if we're having a massive game down at the club, I'm 
30 odd foot table or whatever. It can take, I can take ages and ages. In fact, there's one game that I've been nearly a year in the planning that we haven't played yet. Um, and, you know, for somebody to start, oh, this isn't right. You need, you need that. You need this. Oh, we should have done that. And you, and you just feel like saying, oh, fucking you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't, we, we don't have that problem too much here because it's the same people who, who game regularly. So if anyone's grumpy, we just tell them to shut up and, and get on with it. <laughs> um, and you, you know, in, in these, in the circumstances here that we'll be gaming again in a couple of weeks time and the roles can be reversed. Mm-hmm. So you know we're we're not picking on anyone. <laughs> I guess that's the difference with having <laughs> with having a club or a group of friends, isn't it? If you're mm. if you've got a small group of friends like I think you do, Ken, it's mm. you know everybody, and you are friends because you yeah. all, you know, you you're all probably of the same m- mindset. Whereas in a club, there's people are going with different mindsets, and they're not all the same. And you know, you don't always have to claim everybody in the club is your friend. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's always going to be people that you prefer to play against in a club than there is that you don't want to play against, mm. and for that reason, I think. And you know, so yes, it's a bit more difficult, like Sean, sure, in your situation where you're putting on as a club where there's a lot more unknowns. In it. I'll add the caveat that it's all resolved itself actually, and the, the the guy in question had just had a bad week at work and just yeah. wasn't feeling it. He apologised to me and. Uh, the the second week was actually great, and uh, you know yeah. he, was, he was well into the spirit of it. So you have to be aware, I suppose, that there are external factors that can affect people's enjoyment mm-hmm. sometimes. That, they let, that is also let true. The out, yeah, yeah. Let the outside world creep in, but just in that moment, it felt like you know I wish I hadn't bothered. Why? Why spent all these months painting these figures and doing this research and making the scenery and all the other bits and pieces that go together to putting on a, a, a game like that, you know, that was virtually all of my American Civil War six mil collection, yeah. which was thousands of figures. Um, and uh, I put a lot of effort into it, but all, all was well, that ended well. But at, at that moment, that, that sort of, it, it was quite crushing for me, to be honest, and, and made me think, well, I'd, I'm not sure I want to do this uh, mm. in the near future. You know, it's put me off for a little bit. When you when you said you'd resolved it, I thought it'd been um, pistols in the in the local <laughs> car park on Sunday morning at dawn. It'd be two before, it's not pistols. Yeah. Well, yeah. What would what would the what would be the war gaming method of dueling? In um in the in the games workshop side of things, I don't know if you remember yeah. back in the day, they used to have red whippy sticks that they used. Oh, yeah. Every box set had these red sticks to use for measurement. Nobody ever used them to measure. It was always to have a duel and whipping each other on the arms with them. So I guess uh, <laughs> that would be idea. the closest. Yeah. I suppose you could I... throw uh, handfuls of round dice at each other. Yeah, that's a good one. But I've just thought of one. And, it, and if Silent Witness steal this for a plot line, there's going to be trouble. Um, I reckon <laughs> a catapult with a D4. Oh, <laughs> my God, that'll hurt. Ooh, that's going to sting. Like caltrops, aren't they? D fours. I mean, yeah. if you just leave one on the floor and tread on it, you'd crippled for yeah. weeks. <laughs> yes, I can just see now. Silent Witness, the mystery of the the mystery of the dice. I think you've got a future in crime writing there, Ken. <laughs> no, there's that word crime in it. I can't. I don't know anything about crime. Right. <laughs> 
So uh, that's uh, a disinterested world game, as everyone's happy with that. Um, and uh, they will be with the next one as well. Uh, we're on to the PCP episode with Dom and Ken. And Dom put rivet counters in. It's got no argument, is there? No yeah, argument. Even though I am one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I do it for me. I don't, I don't, you know, uh, incredibly rarely point it out to somebody else. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I like to do my research and I like to get really. Uh, uh, minute research done as much as possible because you know I'm interested in history. Yeah. But um, you know, if somebody wants to paint the Sherman's pink, then let them do it. Doesn't matter. It, it, oh, right. Okay. Well, this was a question I was going to throw at you then, Alex, because you're <laughs> sort of a World <laughs> War Two subject matter expert uh, with the amount of World that. War Two you do. Um, if somebody was playing with um, early war uniform Germans in a in a Normandy game, would you have a problem with that, or would you? And they genuinely didn't know that there was an issue around the difference in uniforms. No, because there's would... photographs of German soldiers in Normandy in early uniforms. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's, all That's that the is. best example I could come up with. <laughs> Somebody asked about it on Twitter a while back. They said, uh, "Can I use jackbooted Germans in Normandy?" I just did a quick search online for German POWs that are all wearing jackboots in Normandy. Oh, really? Yeah. They just that was perhaps on. a bad example then. <laughs> all right. Using using the SS camo smocks in 1939. Uh, if I was playing against someone with them on, uh, I don't know. I'll probably point it out, but I, you know, it, it wouldn't upset me too much. Uh, I I wouldn't do it personally. But yeah, I mean, I'd probably say like, oh, you know, those camo smocks are a bit early for the game that we're supposed to be played. Mm. But you know, at the end of the day, we're still just moving toy soldiers about, aren't mm. we? Yeah. You know, if and, it's all um, they've got and what I, they want. I, yeah, I've had a, I've had a few few bites recently with various people, um, and and as a result of it, I've come up with a new phrase um, because I, um, this sorry, I can't remember what they were going on about now. Um, uh, but the instead of saying this isn't my first rodeo. Because we don't have many rodeos in Pudsey, <laughs> I, I, I've put um, it's not my first sheepdog trial, and I thought that was good. <laughs> you need that on a t-shirt, mate. Yeah, I like it. It's not, like not my first, first sheepdog trial. <laughs> that wasn't over something to do with black undercoat, was it? Uh, no, that was yeah, it was something else. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, somebody was somebody was telling me I should try it. <laughs> no, no, they were telling me to try different something else, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> one of the guys from the Canadian War Gamers podcast, um, I saw him put a twi- tweet up a couple of days ago, and he just he just said, "I'm not bothering with any of the modern shite. I'm just going to paint it like I have done for forty years, <laughs> and that way it works. And that's very much how I am." <laughs> Because the same guy, the same guy who was going, you should try different coloured um, uh, primers. Primers, make yeah. Fi- yeah, make your figures look brighter. Came on today when I put up my new command bases and gone, oh, they're really nice, got bright uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you know what you're doing. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It's not my first sheepdog trial. <laughs> I'm going to get a t-shirt it. with you, that on. You'll all be saying that. We will. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're all happy with that. Uh, Ken, Ken then put uh, 
Ken, brother Ken from PCP, then put points battles in, which we've already covered. Mm. Um, and then um, Jerry Elliott from the War Games Holiday Centre came up with an interesting one, and that was um, other people wanting to use your dice. <laughs> he got really, he gets really upset. He gets really upset. I I take a massive bag of dice down to the the, the club because I never know how many if anyone else has got some. I'm provided them, let them have them. They are just dice. Take measures, <laughs> I think some, yeah. measuring widgets. Yeah, measure, measuring widgets. That's not an easy word to say. Measuring <laughs> widgets. Not with the amount. Have you got any of those, people? Ken? Widgets. <laughs> what uh, measuring widgets? In the bottom of me, Timothy Taylor's landlord, them widgets <laughs> that keep them your beer creamy. Them ones, yeah. I, I've got, I've got one of these disto things. Um, it like fires a laser out, and then it it puts a random number on the on the screen, which is <laughs> fuck all to do with the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, Asda seven Asda seven ninety nine. Absolutely shit. <laughs> it was so, I, so I've got fun. no. I've got no problem sharing dice, take measures, yeah, whatever. I, don't, all, I honestly yeah. don't mind. I, I, so I, I can't like put that in one hundred and one. Yeah, I'd just yeah, like I to guess. say, for public health, um, while we've got COVID, everybody <laughs> make sure that you clean your dice. And each one of your dice is in an individual condom-shaped um, plastic uh, outline <laughs> before you pass it to somebody else. Because you never know. You never know what could be passed on through used dice. I've just thought on that very point. Do you remember me talking about a dice within a dice? Oh yes. Oh yes. That'd be yes. perfect, wouldn't it? Because you don't actually touch the dice inside the dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but how would you roll it without touching the dice on the outside? Don't know. Fuck, it's like... some kind of widget. Dice rolling widget. <laughs> a widget, yeah. Yeah, a widget. But you don't actually touch you only count the one inside. Right. But you don't touch the one on the outside. Listen, I'm just the ideas man. You'd have to come up with the fine <laughs> details. <laughs> it's like it's like an episode of Miss Marple, isn't it? <laughs> the dice within the dice. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Where's shoestring when you need him? Right. <laughs> Trevor Eve. Now that was Trevor a Eve show, wasn't it? That awesome shoestring was. Loved it. <laughs> it's, mind you, as we know from our from the analytics, there's nobody under thirty five watching this, so <laughs> nobody's going to have a clue that is. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, uh, then it was an interesting one from Simon Miller, um, and this is something I'd never considered. Um, and now every bloody picture I look at has it. Uh, doorstep bases. What do you mean? Bin them. I hate them. Really thick, um, like uh, so. You have each figure based individually, and then they slot in to like a company. And some of them you can get; they're quite thin and chamfered so down. A, move, a movement base, yeah, yeah, like a sabo yeah. base, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them are nice, and they're chamfered down to the engineering word there, um, down to the <laughs> table, and and they look quite nice. Whereas other, they're like half the size of the figure. You seem to be very popular in the states. They did. I don't know if you, either of you ever read the 
their war game magazine called M1, I think it was. M- oh, uh, M1, yeah, yeah. M-W-A-N. Any pictures of any figures in there? This was These weren't on Sabo bases, but they'd, they'd be half an inch thick, the bases mm. were. And he's saying, what I'm, I'm, on I'm, earth I'm, is going I must on be there? missing something. I can't, I can't think of any at all in my head. I've ever seen them. They're not. Oh, they're really they're ugly. Really yeah, ugly. you'll you'll see them everywhere after this now. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I, I I hadn't really noticed them until Simon mentioned them. Yeah, and then it was like, what the? He does some lovely okay. bases, doesn't he, with those wiggly edges? Oh, yeah, he, he he loves a he loves a chamfered base, does our Simon? Yes. He likes it to blend <laughs> in with the table. It's like a piece of art. Probably my favourite game at uh, Partizan was uh, the, the Simon Miller's game. The, the uh, uh, what was it? Cavalry was it round English Civil War game. Roundway yeah. Down, was it, or something like that? Yes, it was. Did you down. look under the table? Yeah, <laughs> I saw the pictures afterwards. <laughs> I've got... Uh, I'm unfortunately blessed with a degree in engineering. <laughs> I was staying away from it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been through a lot of uh, health yeah. and safety uh, uh, inductions on sites, and yeah, it was uh, filling yeah. me full of dread. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those that needed a hard hat, um, steel toe cap boots, and a yellow jacket. <laughs> oh, blessing. Anyway. Um, so, next up was Ian McDonald, Flags of War. Great episode with Ian. And um, Hex Terrain Tiles. Bin them. Bin them. No, I... Ooh, I, Alex is... Alex yeah, is... I thought the same until I saw Dan Hodgkinson's game of uh, uh, Enjoy Your Six. And because it was huge, it really it merged in and you didn't notice there were hexes. On a very small table, yes, they look rubbish. On a huge table, they look fine. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn with them because I um, they can look really good, but they look really good in the fact that they look good, but they don't look like a real terrain table. If you like, yeah, um, they look like a really nice game. Like, um, remember that, like. Um, what was it, Panzer, Panzer General or something you used to have on the computer? It was a hex-based yeah, 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 World yeah. War II game. Yeah, it, yeah. it looks like that rather than a, a figure game. Yes, it does. And I, I, I know, you know, they, they've uh, I, hex games are, are fine because, you know, it's just you're just moving from point to point, aren't you, with them? Uh, it's only like measuring six inch. At least you know where you are within the hex. And as I said, you probably could, you could do quite a lot with them and make them look quite nice. Just a lot of people don't. Yeah, I think is the that's that's probably the the because uh, who is it that sell them? Um, Calistra, uh, Calistra, yeah. Calistra, isn't it? They sell them uh, pre-painted, don't they? I think you can get them pre-painted, yeah, pre-flocked, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah pre-flocked. And a lot of people don't seem to do much with them, but I, I reckon you could probably do quite a lot with them and disguise the hexes so that hmm. you can still see them and play on them as hexes, uh, but make them interesting and look good. And as I say, I was I was I was quite surprised by Dan's game uh, the other week. I've got two yeah, issues I saw pictures with that. Look good. It did. Uh, yes, it will. And to be honest, Dan has done a lot of work with the Calistra over the years, and mm. uh, he's put some magnificent tables on. My two issues are: if you're playing 
a game which is based on hexes and using those for movement, you can't actually move in a straight line if you're going across one axis. You've always got to jump from one <laughs> yes. side to the next. Um, That's why you need grids. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and if you're, if you're using the Callistra but not using a hex-based movement system, Thank why you, Mrs. using Riley. hexes? <laughs> thank you, Mrs. Riley. Thank you very Sean much. says thank you, and Alex says thank you. <laughs> um, because in, in today's day and age where you've got cloths and mats and, you know, back in the day it used to be TSS tiles, didn't it? That was the, the yeah, height yeah. of sophistication. Uh, back in the day, you'd see people walking around war game shows with about six tiles under their arm <laughs> <laughs> all day yeah. when TSS used to do shows. Um, and I, I will admit it looks nice when you see a whole setup of the Callistra terrain, but mm. it doesn't look very realistic to me. So if you're using it as a hex-based system, fair enough. But the fact you can't move in a straight line going across one axis. <laughs> um, and they're, they're just too obtrusive for me, to be honest. I can't see, I can't unsee the hex when it's on the table. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, well, yeah, I'm sure that counselling is is available. <laughs> There'll be a number at the end of the show for anybody yeah. else who can't unsee hexes. Hey, that's a Hex that's a good trauma. idea. Yeah, yeah. Wargaming wargaming trauma counsellors. That's what we're that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Well, like I can answer. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, the next bit, the next bit is when we do yeah. the questions. Oh, so yeah, uh, I, I mean, I can hear already. So <laughs> the next working. one, the next one up was was my my mate and uh, World War One author Stephen Barker, uh, and uh, he caused some controversy on the Twitters um, with primary school Blue Rivers. Uh, what going in? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. They look yeah. awful. Yeah, we do. It's and not loads, how rivers look. Loads of people got really stressy about it on Tinder yeah. webnet. It's just so easy to avoid these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is. In the bin. You don't Done. need it. Get them off. Yeah. And, and you, you, I, I appreciate it's to do with the reflection of the sky, but me and you, Alex, we've been in Yorkshire for years. <laughs> Never seen the sun, ever. Yeah. Exactly. It's all our rivers are black, aren't they? Literally, you just can't yeah. see a thing. It's just like the canals around Stoke on Trent aren't much better. I have to say, yeah. <laughs> they, they say they save the clear clear water for them people down south, don't they? They do. They do. They, <laughs> ship, it, they le- ship it away from us. They leveling, scoop it off. Le- yeah, leveling it, it up. Leveling up, they call it. <laughs> they still haven't got clear water. There's only, yet. No. There's only one thing worse, and that's blue felt for rivers. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt. Yeah. Just no. Sorry. Call me a snob. Mm-hmm. Now the next one um, is is the, is the last episode, um, and that was PCP uh, Martin, uh, Seventh Son, and this is a good one. Painting gadgets. Straight in. <laughs> well, that was obvious from you. Uh, I'd say yes, pretty much. I'd say yes. I think. Well, it depends on the gadget, but yes, pretty much. I didn't even Stuff open. I didn't even open the door to room one hundred and one for this. <laughs> Slammed it straight <laughs> into <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop fucking about and paint it. 
I mean, things like those uh, Games Workshop, all sorts, anything. Like those those uh, holders that Games Workshop sell oh, for yeah. about five quid. Yeah. Uh, so I just stick it on the end on, on the end of an empty paint bottle. That's what I do. Did you see? <laughs> yeah. Did you exactly. see the wall get? Did you see the painting portalo? Oh, that thing that really <laughs> came out with the with the, the, the water flusher for your for your brush. Yeah. What? Did you not see it, Sean? I'm not seeing this now. It, it's it's hard to describe. You'll not <laughs> a painting portaloo paints all sorts of pictures <laughs> in my head. <laughs> so basically, you've got this like um, cylinder containing like a green fluid, um, and then you've got like a a little trough coming down from the cylinder into a little hole, um, a little bowl, and when you want to paint clean your paintbrush, you don't clean it in the water. You press a button and a little bit of this green liquid comes down the trough and into your bowl and you clean your brush in that and then you get rid of that and then it replenishes itself. Somebody's having you away there. Somebody's having you away. Alex, it's true, isn't it? Yes, no, it's true. It's true. Honestly, it's true. true. Look it up. Look it up. um, Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I don't change my paint paint water until the paint brushes are standing up in it. You know, that, that is completely useless to me. That, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or until the cat's drunk it, you know, it's something like. Uh, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, th- that kind of thing. Like I just, I, I just cannot see any point in it whatsoever. Yeah. You see, I'll never find it again because I keep. I'm now got it in my head that it's the War Games Portaloo. <laughs> and if I put that into Google, it's not going to bring it up. So if somebody's listed, still listed at this point, um, then put a link to it in wherever you hear it, and then we can Take share it. Sean, yeah, so you can see we, it. So we've seen it. But it's uh, it was on Twitter. It was on I Twitter. I've seen it, it now, on. Isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know whether. Fucking stupid! Brush I wouldn't even know what to search for, to be honest. I think it was Army Painter. Army Painter had come up with it. I think. Right. Army painter uh, brush cleaner. Yeah, look, just search for that on Google. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, things like that to me are completely unnecessary. But I, again, at the end of the day, you know, this hobby is big enough to have all kinds of weirdos in it, and if if it's what works <laughs> for somebody, then let them let them have it. You know, I mean, I'm I've kind of covered to your side, really, Ken. Now with wet palettes, I'm not. I liked them for a bit, and I've realised that to be honest, it's not changed my painting at all. It's done nothing for me. Uh, I've just gone back to my plastic palette with a little blob of paint on it. You it's know. fantastic for if you're doing individual figures and you're doing a lot of blending of colours and stuff, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. kind of more of a Games Workshop technique, I think. Yes, it is. You, it can, is. you can do more than enough with um, you know standard painting techniques without having to go into all that. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. and there is, there is. I'm, I'm finally going to do. Um, I've got all the stuff now. I'm finally going to do my um, wet palette versus MDF uh, video. So I look forward to that coming out soon. <laughs> Can't wait. No MDF was hurt in the making of this. Uh, How many wet palettes were hurt? Yeah, let's, some, it, some, some didn't make it to the end. Is what I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say for now. All I'm going to say for now. Uh, and then uh, to finish off, we had uh, Steve, and uh, he came up with, and, and we're all going to agree on this, um, overly competitive war gamers. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it it goes back to it's, it's almost the opposite of the uh, the disinterested our war gamer, isn't it? Yeah, 
it's the one who is who is overly interested in winning and nothing else. And you're just like, ah, I'm not. I don't even want to play. What's the point? I think all three of us are very similar in that we enjoy the game, and none of us are particularly that bothered in. in, in nah. It's nice if you win. Um, of course it is, uh, but it's not the be all and end all. And some of the some of the best games I've had, uh, I've been on the losing side. But it's been like the last die roll, and you know it's all mm. built up to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This particular point in time, I remember we had a game here where British early war, they had to capture an objective in the desert, and the Italians managed to destroy eight of the nine tanks. And the last tank was one move away from the objective and, and uh, rolled the dice, last dice of the game, and the tank broke down. <laughs> so the Italians won. <laughs> See, I love stories like that. I love yeah, stories like that. Story then, isn't they? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely what it's all about. Um, yeah. So so that's the Room 101 entries. There'll be lots more uh, coming up over the months and years. Um, but it's time to move on and uh, we shall take a short break and then we will come back uh, for our War Games problem page. Ask Arnora. <laughs> Ask Arnora. <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna press the button again because it fucked it up last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah. That's what editing's for. <laughs> So there'll be a little bit more than a short break um, because uh, I'm going to end the episode here after just coming up to an hour and a half. And um, don't worry if you put a question in for Askar Nora. The second half of this episode, uh, which is going to now be episode 29, uh, will be out next Friday. I'll just have a week between the episodes as I did with the uh, PCP one with Martin and Steve. Uh, so if you put a question in, we haven't ignored you. Uh, it's going to come in the next episode. And uh, I hope you very much enjoyed this uh, three-way chat with me, Alex and Sean. Uh, very much fun to do as always. Um, so uh, I shall uh, see you all next week. City.